0: What's your favorite Christmas song, Carrie? Oh God, there's so many good ones. Like I really like "God Rest You Merry Gentlemen." Ah. I like I like how like spooky and haunting little drummer boy is. You like you like the spooks and haunts at Christmas time, do you? I do, I do. <laughs> okay. I am a, I am a Dickens kind of Christmas. So you're a minor key Christmas person, and I'm a major key Christmas person. Oh Lord! Yeah, we are together, yeah. a beautiful chord. I'm more Berlin and Ives, and you're more Tim Burton. Oh Christ! <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we just want Frosty. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are talking about the 2004 Christmas film, Christmas with the Crank. Guys, happy holidays! Happy holidays. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) No, sorry. No, I get it. I do. (laughs) Like like you said, the seasonal fatigue. It's that time where you gotta be full of joy. But so terribly exhausted at the same time. Like me and the me and the daylight are not on the same time anymore. Exactly. Exactly. I, my body is like, oh, is it time to go to bed already? Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kicking and streaming podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, this holiday season, practice the three R's. Rate review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. The best Christmas present you can get. Myself and my sister Carrie is a good old rate, review, or retweet. Go on to the Apple Podcast. Leave us a review. Shout out to us on Twitter. We'll give you a shout out. We love y'all. We want to see everyone be able to join this watch party. All right. Let's get cranky.
1: In this friendly little town, there lived an enchanting family named the Cranks. Every year, they would celebrate Christmas together. Merry Christmas! Until the year their daughter Blair left for the holidays.
2: This won't be the same.
1: Then, Luther got a brilliant idea. We skip Christmas. We'll go bask in the Caribbean sun.
2: We skip Christmas? What's up? No Christmas Eve party?
1: Run away from Christmas, huh? A lot of the neighbors are pretty upset. <laughs> Based on the best-selling novel, Skipping Christmas.
2: We have only 12 hours, so we're going to perform a little Christmas miracle. Ah! I'm getting the ham. You get the treat. Tim Allen. Your face. It's like it's frozen.
1: I got a Botox injection today.
2: Luther. Uh.
1: And Ah! Jamie Lee Curtis. Ah! Christmas with The Cranks.
0: I remember going to the theater to see this with you and mom. And I think we went as a family Oh, to see this movie in the theater in 2004. I was eight. I love when Chris Columbus is attached to anything. Our boyfriend Chris Columbus yeah, is a producer. Your boyfriend produces. He got uh, well, he he will be um uh, back with us uh, later this month. No, don't give it away. I'm not stop. <laughs> I wasn't going to. <laughs> this will be your fault. All right. This will be your fault. Guys, in case you haven't guessed, we have names? <laughs> You know, hey, we've got a mixed bag here today. The thing I love about this movie is it's definitely set in Chicago, and it is definitely—it's very reflective of the community because most of the cast is from Chicago. Oh yeah, <laughs> All, the accents for days. Uh, and I. I you can really just tell because they've got it down pat. Like, it's not, like, hardcore Chicago. This takes place in a place called Riverside. It's, like, by Oak Park It's suburb- It's suburban Chicago. It's, it's like, western Cook County. So, like, it's, yes, very suburban Chicago. And uh, Christmas in Chicago, it seems to be a perfect marriage throughout I- film, don't you think? I mean, yeah. <laughs> we really love our Christmas movies in Chicago. Oh? Uh-huh? <laughs> Oh, God, here we go. We have, you know what his birth name is? Timothy Allen Dick. Uh, <laughs> Prof- known professionally as Tim Allen. Oh, God, guys, if it's Christmas, it's Tim Allen. You know him as Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Oh, God. From Home Improvement on ABC for, like, literally the whole 90s. Yeah. It ran from 91 to 99. That's crazy that it ran that long. And uh, he, uh he's in that st- Stupid sitcom that's running now that's a sitcom for Trumpers or or a sitcom for MAGA heads. It's called Last Man Standing. Oh, goodness. Also on ABC. And he's kind of just the character's a cock. Oh, He's a conservative cock. I don't know. Uh, We love him as Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. In the Toy Story franchise. Thank you for hitting me with something positive. We're not talking about the Santa Claus. (laughs) I refuse. You refuse? I just, why did that ever happen? (laughs) Galaxy Quest, we love him in Galaxy Quest. Absolutely, that's true. That was before Trump. (laughs) I love how you feel the need to validate that. Tim Allen, 1953 to 2017. We have, guys, welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Jamie Lee Curtis. Guys, remember Freaky Friday? Our lovely 70s Scream Queen. Oh my God. Our lovely Activia spokesperson. No, Jamie, we love you. <laughs> Call us. She's in all them Halloweens. She was with us in Freaky Friday. A treasure. Like, she really is. True Lies, my girl, forever young. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. She's the daughter of Janet Lee. Another Scream Queen. Guys, we have Dan Aykroyd. Holy crap. I believe in his first kicking and streaming appearance. That is not true. He was technically here in Casper. He was, wasn't he? Yep, making a cameo as himself. Okay, Dan Aykroyd's back with us. Guys, it's been a minute since my girl. And here we have Dan and Jamie Lee back at it again. I love it. We have, uh, oh, that, the, the Malcolm in the middle kid. Oh, I don't remember what his name was. Eric. Per-Sullivan? Eric Per-Sullivan? I'm not even kidding. Like, look. Oh, hello, Eric Per-Sullivan. From, he's, he's Dewey. That's right. In Malcolm in the Middle. He just fell off the face of the earth in 2010. Didn't really do anything else. Guys, Cheech Marin is here. What the hell? He's, yeah, he's like not in the movie very long, but Cheech and Chong, I mean, come on. Iconic. Cheech Marin's uh, voice work is also patterned throughout your film viewing lexicon. He's one of the hyenas- In The Lion King. In The Lion King, yeah. We have Austin Pendleton. He's back with us. He was with us in our very first episode of Kicking and Streaming. On My Cousin Vinny. On My Cousin Vinny. He was one of the lawyers. I don't know a lot about Julie Gonzalo. Apparently she's Argentine American. She's in a Cinderella story. She plays Blair. Oh, Carrie. What? You're going to fucking lose your mind. Wait, wait, hold on, wait. I think I already know what you're going to say. Is she Stacy Hinkhouse? She is. She's Stacy Hinkhouse. Oh my god! Are in th- Freaky Friday, I didn't notice it at the time. She just switched daughters. Jamie Lee <laughs> did. She switched for Lindsay Lohan. Oh my god, Stacy Hinkhouse! <laughs> I have never put this together before. Oh my god! Because like she's so she slobbers over Stacy Hinkhouse in Freaky Friday, and now she's her daughter. <gasps> In this crap. movie, I'm loving it. Yes. I, I, guys, we, we went through that together. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. I'm so glad. Okay. You know, they made $40 million with this movie. I am not shocked. I remember liking it when I saw it the first time, but like you, like for years, I have known that this movie is just Oh, it's irritating. It is. It is. It's irritating on it, so many levels. Watching this with fresh adult eyes, I'm thinking to myself, "Yep, yeah, this made me mad. Yeah, Th- no. This, yeah. This whole thing. So Skipping Christmas, the novel, is all about this suburban couple that decides, you know, Christmas is can be a rough time of year. Why don't we just say screw it? save our money, and uh, go away. Treat ourselves. You know, we don't have any kids here. It's just you and me. Let's just say, screw it. I empathize so very much with that line of logic. Like, this time of year is just a lot. So, So we have Tim Allen and Jamie Lee, Luther and Nora Crank. Oh, God. We're taking daughter Blair, Blair Crank, yeah, I know. God. I know. We're taking daughter Blair to the airport. She's off to be in the Peace Corps in Peru. Yep, she's going all the way to Peru to do what? I don't know. I bring Christmas to Peru. I, I don't know, man. I think they have Christmas in Peru. It is like the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and she is leaving. She's and gone for a year. She's gonna, be, yeah, she's not gonna be back for a very long time. So, so everybody's emotional. They're obviously upset. Nora, more so. The year will fly by. I'll
2: be home next Christmas.
0: I love you, mommy. Sweetheart.
1: She's going to be fine.
0: Like, this is an Empty Nester's movie, if I've ever seen it. Like, I can't... It's it's never been more obvious who this movie is actually aimed at. Yeah. Like, who our p- demographic is here. You know, I think a reason I really love this movie... What? Because Luther and Nora, in a bizarre kind of way, remind me of our parents. Oh, explain, I guess. I just like, you know, the mannerisms, the sayings, you know, <laughs> they are a couple in that part of marriage I get it they are they are fresh empty nesters I just love will you stop worrying about this the Peace Corps is not going to send her somewhere that's dangerous and I'm like um it's such a privileged dad thing to say it's the Peace Corps but like okay like I don't know what he thought was (laughs) happening here
1: please stop worrying about this okay the Peace Corps is not going to send her someplace that's dangerous just won't be the
0: same
1: what won't?
0: We? Christmas. We get our establishing skyline, which is Chicago. Oh, yes. Chicago in Christmas, baby. It's something magical. It is. I've been there at Christmas time. It's nice. It's cold. It's <laughs> yeah. cold. You will freeze to a telephone pole. <laughs> you, will f- you will absolutely freeze to a light post if you stand too close to it. But, like, it is beautiful. Nora's just, she's upset she's upset her baby is gone and she's their only child and she's like it's just not going to be the same I and mean, she's so upset oh, oh my god. god bless her soul so nora needs white chocolate and pistachios from chips yeah chips the market it's it's a it's a cute little market they live in such a cute little part of town yeah they do all these little independent merchants it, like it's very Cramnessy. yeah i'm sure there is not a walmart for miles this is a merry crisis <laughs> And like, so and it's also raining cats and dogs outside. I hate men. (laughs) Why? I hate men. She's like, okay, I need this stuff. And he's like, oh, I didn't bring the umbrella. She's like, I need that stuff. And he's like, I didn't bring the umbrella. And I'm like... You're really not going to get out, walk across the street in the rain? You're not going to melt? Well, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, I, come on. She could have gone, like, I am I know who I am over here right but, now. Yeah, but she, she could have gotten out and gone in, but he didn't want her to. Yeah, yeah. He was like, no, he, no, no, no. He no. knew he was going to catch shit for that yeah, he, later. It would be hung over his head, and he knew that 100%. <laughs> so he goes in. There's a Santa selling umbrellas because it's raining. (laughs) It's dry. He's trying to help him. He's like, you look like you could use an umbrella. And he's like, I'm just getting some white chocolate. And like he goes in, he comes back. He couldn't find the white chocolate. I couldn't. What? what? You didn't get the white chocolate.
1: I didn't have
2: it. Did you talk to Rex? Who's Rex? The
1: butcher. As odd as it sounds, I didn't think of asking the butcher where the chocolate was. But I will. Thank you. I'll go talk to Rex right now. Maybe he'll wonder why I'm all wet.
0: There's all these antics of him crossing the curb and, like, getting splashed by oncoming vehicles. (laughs) There's so much comedy in this movie that's just like, ha-ha, look at Tim Allen, he's an asshole. He comes back out at shop. Knocks the awning post over, and he go- And Santa goes, "I really think you need an umbrella." And he goes, "You know what? I don't need one. And you know why? Because..." And then that awning comes flooding down.
1: I really think you need an umbrella. No. You know why I don't want one of your stupid umbrellas? Because I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't get.
0: I just say like men wouldn't accept help if you hit him in the face with it (laughs) like guys it's okay to accept help Like, like let Santa hit you in the face with an umbrella please like you would be better off right after he gets splashed he sees this billboard for a carnival cruise and he gets an awful idea like in my brain his like the, the corners we're of going his full mouth, grinch face yeah full grinch <laughs> face he's like hmm i have an idea <laughs> mr krabs i have an idea exactly <laughs> what does luther do is he a partner in an accounting firm I don't know if he's a partner in an accounting firm or if he's a lawyer. Like either could be possible. Yeah, it's not really clear. What whatever he does, he's good with numbers. He's good with the, the he's good with the machines and the cranking of the receipts. Ha, huh, crank. Yeah. Ha, there uh, we go. There we go. There we go. And so he l- goes to work the next day, locks himself in his office, and he's just crunching numbers. I love the whole sequence they're doing with the clicking of the calculator and this little Christmas tune. Isn't it from, is this from a ballet? It could be from the Nutcracker. I think it might be. I I really not sure. Guys, if you know what the tune is from, add us, at kick and stream on the Twitter. I'm really curious now. Let us know if you know the tune. After crunching the numbers, Luther finds that they spent over $6,000 on Christmas last year. Also, you have all the receipts. Hey, no, I'm telling you, man, being an adult, you do things like that. I I guess. (laughs) We wouldn't know what that's like. Oh, (laughs) now. It's just like, because everything's so electronic nowadays. I mean, I guess you're kind of right. You know what I mean? There's... like This was 2004. They had literal receipts. You're right. I sent you money using my phone earlier. You did, and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like we really don't need receipts anymore. Nora is just screwed up about Blair being gone for Christmas. Yeah, there's- She si- hasn't stopped moping about it for days. They. I mean, I get it. I mean, wouldn't you be upset? You're right. I am sounding very annoyed with Nora. <laughs> she is there. I- only child yeah you're right i should let up it's not like i when i left for college and then mom and dad still had you to worry about like they they are empty nesters they are and they are doing a lot of empty nester talk and this is where luther starts making his pitch Nora's like i'd like to forget about how depressed i am and what happens next Can only be described as a white people's mating ritual. Like, he is given her eyes. Why are you looking at me like that?
2: Finish your pasta.
1: I'm finished with my pasta. It's you I'm not finished with. Be right back.
0: Oh, God. And, ah. Like, and Nora's like, Nora's unbuttoning her festive vest. She thinks he's Randy. I know. <laughs> she thinks they're about to get nasty right there on the table. He comes in with what I, I guess it's a boombox. I don't even know. It's too small to be a boombox. It's a 2004 boombox. He is in sunglasses and a Jimmy Buffett shirt, and he is dancing stupidly. Luther? <laughs> what are you doing? It's not even Saturday night. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God oh shit. And this is where he begins his pitch for skipping Christmas. <laughs> I have an idea <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he gets out the books He he's ready to show her the math he's like look this is all the money we spent and frankly we can just take that money and go on a fancy carnival cruise and she's like wow she's really entra- she's entranced by this uh, package deal we go to uh, Jamaica we windsurf
1: whatever the heck that is it's up, <laughs> look at the picture here in the Bahamas we sit in the sun 10 days luxury cruise <laughs> you and me <laughs> Well, what's the catch? <clears throat> we
2: skip
0: Christmas. We skip Christmas? Oh, she's scandalized. She's like, yeah, she's cl- she's absolutely clutching her pearls. Clutching her vest. She's like, yes, her Christmas vest. <laughs> yes. She's like, well, how much is it? She's like, $3,000. And she goes, we save money? I <laughs> love Jamie Curtis' face. And then she's like, okay, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, like, we can still donate. It's a total boycott. All or nothing. And I'm like, you couldn't let her make her charitable donations? Like, she finally agrees to this when he tells her that they'll still do all of their charitable donations, right? Like, that's her one stipulation. <laughs> I just, I love when they're sitting in bed. You're going to let a lousy $600 stand between you and a cruise. No. You are. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Nora does not care. She knows. I'd... She knows. And I mean, guys, this—they are going on the Jubilee, which is apparently a very famous cruise ship. Oh, I had no idea. but honestly, the idea of a cruise repulses me in every way. So, I get it. You know, I do. I, I, I understand it, why. Because mm, 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 mm. all we can think about now are COVID cruises. Like COVID cruises. Imagine and, getting stuck on the water for an indeterminate amount of time. They're rough on the environment. They're not good. They're just not good. Please don't do it. Go to a beach. So Luther writes a bah humbug letter to literally everybody he knows and I I will tell you why this is my immediate problem. Why? This is Luther's fault.
1: I am not angry and I will not yell humbug at anyone who offers me a holiday greeting. I am simply skipping Christmas.
0: If he had not aired his intentions so publicly. They probably would have left them the fuck alone about all this. No, yeah. I don't know why Luther felt the need to pen a formal Scrooge letter. Like, a memo about being out of the office out of like after Christmas would have sufficed. Like, yeah, he's literally like, I'm skipping Christmas. I'm not a Scrooge or anything, but just don't bother me about Christmas. Like, don't bother me about Christmas. And here's the thing. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like, that's not like you or me saying don't bother us about Christmas. About Christmas, like these people are involved, yeah, in their community. Their Christmas party on Christmas Eve is one of the most popular shindigs of the year, apparently. It is a tradition, so this is kind of a big deal. Okay, Nora, oh my god, passing the stationary place. And we have Obby. Oh, this poor guy, the Quellick from from Galaxy Quest. Oh, he's also in Galaxy Quest. Yes. Oh. Long live Quellick. And he's like, hey, you haven't ordered your Christmas cards yet. And she's like, uh, we're not going to be needing those. And he's like, what? She is not having a good time having to dodge all of these local merchants who probably depend on her holiday business. Yeah, they probably do, yeah. Like, she does this stuff every single year. We have to consider the probability that they are impacting their local economy by not doing Christmas. I mean, I guess, I guess. We have lunch with fellow charitists Felicity Huffman and Caroline Rhea. I don't know their characters' names, and I don't care. Like, I'm like, why is Felicity Huffman here? Is she on her way to give us- She's a s- here to be white and snooty. Is she on her way to give a seminar on how to get your kid into an Ivy League school? She's here to be white and snooty and privileged. That's Uh, exactly what she's here for. It's obnoxious. So yeah, we're at lunch. Obby followed her into lunch. Yeah, he literally chases her into the restaurant. Hi, Obby. Hello, Obby. Mrs. Crank,
2: we forgot to talk about your Christmas invitations. Um, we won't be meeting those either. No party?
0: No Christmas Eve party?
2: Um, no, no party this year. She's not ordering Christmas cards either.
0: He then proceeds to leave the table and tell everyone else in the restaurant about what just happened. Oh, this Ooh. is while the rest of the scene happens. Mm, He's is, telling everyone in the restaurant that the cranks aren't doing Christmas. This is the beginning of the community being on my shit list. Guys, I'm sorry, I'm getting angry. I know. It's just it made this movie makes me mad. This like, is why I was like, why do you want to do this? This is great commentary on how everyone has an opinion about everyone else's decisions. Yeah, everybody, yeah, how everybody spends their holiday, they have a friggin' opinion on it. And everyone thinks the cranks are just being awful. Okay, here's the thing about being awful, though. Like, the the scene where where Luther comes home. This neighborhood is a cult. Okay, listen to me. This neighborhood is a friggin' cult. We begin, innocently enough, with the Boy Scouts trying to sell him a Christmas tree, right? Yes. And, like, you know, I think that, honestly, I think Nora was just like, just buy the tree, just buy the damn thing. And then we don't have to answer any tough questions These poor kids I know, like listen, they they are just trying to sell They they are just trying to raise funds It's not their fault
1: We're not buying a Christmas tree this
0: year Shh,
1: we talked about this
0: Sorry we had to go up on the price
1: We're making less per tree than last year It's not about the money We're not doing Christmas this year We're gonna go away on a cruise We don't need a tree
0: And I'm like, oh my God, Luther. Like, he didn't have to be such a dick about it. He did not have to be a dick. Like, his choices are his choices, and we should respect that. But he didn't have to be such a prick about it. This is the beginning of a herd mentality against the cranks. Oh, yeah, because now we have to talk about Vic. The cult leader. Oh my God. He is the unelected. Nora calls him the unofficial ward boss of the street. Yeah. Like, this is Dan Aykroyd. Picture Dan Aykroyd. Vic is, um, Vic is, um. Vic is here to bother. It's Dan Aykroyd. And I think this is one of the first films people get Dan Aykroyd where we go, oh, Dan Aykroyd is old now. Yeah, I know, right? Like, we are in that stage of life now. (laughs) Dan Aykroyd plays yeah Vic Frohmeyer him and his wife have like five or six blonde boys they're good Catholics yeah apparently (laughs) I don't even know dude like it's a it's a little village of the damned he corners Luther on the front lawn that night and starts going on and on about it's not gonna be the same without Blair yeah he's gonna Give Luther a Christmas lecture. I hate this guy already. Like, he literally goes, so it's true that you're really skipping out.
1: Somehow it just doesn't seem right. Well, that's really not up to you to decide, is it? But I gotta tell you, a lot of the neighbors are pretty upset. Really? Christmas has always been a neighborhood thing around here. You know that. Yeah. Everybody decorates. Everybody bakes cookies and swaps gifts. (laughs) I guess we do it for the kids. If you're trying to make me feel guilty, get off of it.
0: I'm just... So infuriated by that. I know. Like, it's none of your business. Leave these people alone. No, right here in my notes, I have what kind of cult nonsense is this? Like, everybody participates. He goes, everybody decorates. He goes, I gotta tell you, it just doesn't feel right. And I'm like, Well, I gotta tell you, you don't need to tell me what you gotta tell me. Like, You know what I mean? Why is this so personal for everyone else? It's so completely annoying. Like, it's like they're taking away from their Christmas. Like, this is why I don't get to know my neighbors. You could be out there right now listening to this. I could be living right next door, cobbling this podcast together in my unfinished basement. You would never know. Because I mind my own GD business. It's just kind of, on a micro scale... Reminds me of, like, you know, Captain Von Trapp tearing the Nazi banner off of his front door and ripping it up. What? You know what I mean? Oh my god, What? (laughs) It's like... Why do you always go to Nazis? It's like, you hung that wreath there, and I don't want it. We're not doing Christmas this year. I love how after suggesting that he put up Frosty... Oh god. Which is a neighborhood tradition of putting a gigantic Frosty sculpture on your roof by your, by your chimney. Yeah, he hands him that Frosty flyer, and then he just Batmans away. I love how, yeah, he's just gone he's when he just, turns around. He's just, when just around, it's like he flew away. Cut to Nora avoiding the neighbors about Frosty. The Neighborhood Brigade, which includes the Frohmeyers, the Beckers, and the Trogdens, they are literally trying to coax Nora out of the house to give them access to their frosty decoration, which is tucked away in the basement. It's like eight feet tall, it's tucked under the basement stairs. But it's like they're be it's like they're playing cops. Like, yeah, it's like come out with Nora Frosty. Nora Crank! Nora Crank! We're here for Frosty! Nora is panicking in the house. She is absolutely wigging. She calls Luther, who is <laughs> at work in his office. Hello. Luther. Hey babe. They're
2: here. Who? Oh. Vic Fromheier, West and Ned Becker, and a gang of their
1: kids? We're here for Frosty! They want Frosty. Well, they can't have him. Nora, please give us Frosty. Uh, she's
0: on the phone with Luther, cowering <laughs> under the quill on the bed. She's under the covers. She is an adult woman. And they're outside going, you and Luther do not have to do anything. Just leave Frosty on the front porch and we'll put him up for you. Like, what is going on? (laughs) I just love, we'll come back later. Oh, they're gonna come back. (laughs) What is this? Isn't it summer? (laughs) Maybe it's time for you not to be there anymore. I know, right? And he's like, why don't you just get in the car Drive to me. I'll meet you at the mall. She is like, she has to like really bundle up and like try to not make herself recognizable. (laughs) She's like the neighborhood is out in the street. Like she she has no reason to believe she's going to get out of there unnoticed. And you know what? She doesn't. Nora tries to leave, but Vic is going to make it difficult. So like she gets in her car, backs out. She's driving along. Walt notices her going first and goes, uh... Nora, and then you see Ned Becker go. Vic, she's leaving, and I'm like, oh my god, these people are crazy. It's okay, she's used to running from maniacs in movies. And like, yeah, Vic gets in her window and is like running alongside the car with his hands on her on her window. Stop the
1: car. Talk to me, Nora. Give
2: us Frosty. stop the car. Stop the car, Nora. Stop the car, Nora. Please. We just want Frosty. Talk to me, Nora. Please, indulge me.
0: She rolls his fingers up in the window. Yeah, I know. And then detaches his gloves. (laughs) Nora feels like Luther's idea has ruined her life. Well, I mean, look (laughs) at the evidence. She's being stalked by her neighbors. Uh Uh-huh. Like, we're at a bar in the mall, which is just peak white people culture. Exactly. Like, I don't care what anyone says. White people in bars, in the mall, in the middle of the day, that's us. Guilty as charged. Yes. Nora has had it.
2: It's us women who handle Christmas, not men. I am the one taking the brunt for your hairbrains scheme. I am the one on the front lines. Such drama.
0: Luther presents her with a two-piece bathing suit. Oh, God, out come the bathing suits. And not just any bathing suits, either. They are the bathing suits from that stupid carnival ad. They are the exact same ones. And she goes, there's no way we're wearing these on this cruise. And he goes, these aren't for the cruise come to the tanning salon sequence who's working the counter we've seen this chicken things have we yeah daisy the the girl's name is daisy the uh, the actress's name is like Arden Muse, I don't even know. She was in Shameless. I know she was. Uh, she did a stint on Shameless. See Chicago. Oh well, yeah. A couple of these actors have been I've seen on Shameless. We go into this place, and this woman behind the counter has the Donald Trump tan. Yeah, <laughs> everything but her eyes is just bright orange. She goes, "Hello, Mister Crank," and just the "Hi, Daisy," and the way <laughs> the way Nora's face is just like in horror, like, "Oh my God." Do you feel hot all the time? (laughs) She's so red. She's so tan. Oh, God. It's not good for you. This is another white people trope. We need to be darker. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, we'll act ugly about people with darker skin than us, but then, like, we'll want to tan. Yeah, he's like, if we're going to go on the cruise, we don't want to look, you know, so white. I just love how Daisy goes, (laughs) you look like a corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, we cut to Nora in the bathing suit oh cut to middle-aged jamie lee curtis in a bikini the way she goes
2: oh dear god this should be outlawed
0: (laughs) <laughs> Jamie! No, Jamie, honey, I feel you! I feel you! We never look worse than when we're in a bathing suit in, like, a, a brightly lit area. Jamie, call us. You're a fucking legend. She goes into the tanning bed. A gentleman interrupts her, and she hits her head on the lid of the tanning bed when it's closed. Whoa! Ah. Wow! No. Oh. She's now bleeding. She runs into the lobby to ask Daisy for a towel. And then you hear, Nora... Yeah, because this tanning salon is, like, in the mall. People walking by can see Nora in this bathing suit. It's Father Zabriskie. Oh, God. Their priest. I feel very awful for her right now. You've seen this guy in things. Yeah. I also lied. He's not the priest in uh, Amityville Horror. He's not? It's, a de- it's another actor that looks mostly like him, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's these old gray-haired white men can't tell them apart anymore. He picks right now to interrogate her about skipping Christmas.
1: Nora, I hear it from a good source that you and Luther have decided not to observe Christmas this year.
0: sort of half the mall is watching this happen Mm -hmm. and then luther comes out and luther luther just looks like a sandbag he does he looks so leathery and weird this is just a mortifying experience for everyone and i have a question for you Mm. how does something like this end up in the paper yeah we made the front page A snapshot of the cranks in their skivvies at the tanning salon. Like, just, oh my god. And the article's called Skipping Christmas. I get that we're in suburban Illinois here, but seriously, how slow was this news day? This is insanely awful.
2: Hemlock, a frequent winner in the Gazette Street Decoration Contest, finished a disappointing sixth this year. I hope they're satisfied now, complained one unidentified neighbor. A rotten display of selfishness said another. Who said that?
1: Could have been anybody.
2: How dare they!
0: All of their neighbors went on the record about them on the front page of the Chicago Journal. Not even on the record. Like they're they're unidentified. They're not even brave enough to give their name. I love the two police officers, Cheech Marin and Whitey McWhitey. I don't know what that guy is. Gary Busey's brother, nephew, He's cousin. In Shameless. Is he really? Jake Busey is his name. Yeah, he's related to Gary somehow, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. You can't see the family resemblance? I can. These two policemen, the Cranks buy a police calendar every year. They are being legitimate do-gooders. Yeah. We're talking about children in the hospital. We're talking about... Uh, disabled kids who want to go ice skating we're talking about toy drives we're talking about food drives that's where all these proceeds go to from this calendar and they show up front door to sell the next calendar and it's like it's like a sexy policeman calendar and i'm like oh no is it really i don't want to be garbage oh no but i would buy that oh stop it
1: (laughs) i know i'm garbage for that
0: oh shit
1: Well, Mr. Crank, it's that time of year again. <laughs> Your police benevolent association is out there raising money for the community. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, you know, toys for tots, and uh, we deliver gift baskets for the underprivileged. And our big money maker is our calendar. And uh, you buy one every year or so. Here we are. Uh, um, we don't need a calendar this year. <laughs>
0: So they turn down the calendar, that's a non-starter, and then they start blabbing to the Shields! The cops start blabbing to the Shields! Yeah. Well, we have the Shields. We have Walt and Bev Shield, they live directly across the street from, uh, Luther and Nora. <laughs> like, they're just, they don't like each other, they're not into one another. No. I mean, their wives <laughs> like each other, and they have to deal with that. Well, Bev Shield is lovely. <sighs> <sighs> well, she Walt is lovely. Sh- Walt Shield is a dick. He is. And then... A truck full of Christmas carolers, led by a this lady who leads the Christmas carolers. They're from St. Maria, whatever church. Oh my God! She's in Shameless. They are like <laughs> they are a group of like Dickensian carolers. Yes, they are. They are dressed for Jesus. But I've seen this lady in Shameless more than once. These are all Chicago actors. So Walt six the carolers on Luther and Nora. I have the exact same verbiage in my notes. No you don't I wrote so Walt six the carolers on the cranks. Oh my god. I know. And like when they realize that there are carolers outside their house. This is hilarious. Luther grabs Nora and yells drop We have done this before. Yes we have. With unwelcome callers in our own homes. Yeah we like oh god there's somebody at the door. I don't know what it is about our generation but if, if you haven't told us beforehand that you're coming over, we're gonna wig out about it. So they're singing some bops. The whole street is coming out to harass them with the Christmas carolers. Because they're not getting, they're not coming out onto the doorstep. Yeah, which is tri- like probably the courtesy if carolers come to your door. But like, if you're not in the mood, like, take a hint, move on. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But no, Vic Frommeyer is not going to let this go. He is now directing The Whole Lawn. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle And faster, and faster. Just some the more. They're singing jingle bells so aggressively. And they're, Luther and Nora just trying to knit and read. Like, just trying to live. And then they finally stop, dead quiet. And they're just like, oh, thank God. And I love how Nora, the shot of her, she just reaches down to get some yarn out of her basket. <laughs> oh, no. She leans back up, and they're in the window. Ah! Frosty the snowman. <laughs> Oh my god, I would not come back from this cruise. So they finally just go into the basement. Yes! And they're like, all right, we'll crouch here. They can't find us here. This is so terrifying! And then they look up into the corner, because Nora goes, ah! And it's the frosty decoration, all lit up by the red light of the furnace. It is horrifying! It's like he's haunting them. Like, let me out. Yeah. Let me see the light. They just cannot escape Christmas. The free Frosty campaign begins. Oh, God! (laughs) So that people just start standing in their yard all the time, demanding that they put Frosty up. Everybody in the neighborhood does this. Why are y'all being a bunch of Scrooges? (laughs) Put up the Frosty. And, like, they're making signs. Luther is taking the signs out of the yard. He's icing down the front walk so that no one can get close to his house. so that people will eat shit on their way by. I hope his homeowner's insurance is up to date. So then Luther does the weirdest thing. Oh, boy. And goes and gets Botox treatment. I don't get this. He looks like I don't either. This is literally just for the gag. This movie abuses filler. (laughs) It does. Filler in your face. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna have to fire you for that. I know. That's (sighs) fine. I'm gonna go get Botox with my severance. Please don't. No, I know. I will never get Botox. He looks ridiculous he looks cartoonish he can't even eat his food it's the eyebrows yeah it's just he looks like a villain his eyebrows are just like straight diagonal you know what i mean and his whole face is frozen because that's what happens when you get botox Nora's talking about how she thinks they're becoming too consumed with themselves you're just consumed with yourself
1: that's not true
0: look how far you've gone I mean, turning
2: our lawn into an ice rink.
1: I can't feel anything.
2: I mean, somebody could have broken their leg or their neck. I mean, you could have put one of those carolers in the hospital.
1: And that would be a bad thing.
2: Luther! And
0: I'm like, you're being dramatic. Is she? I think so. I mean, like, Luther... Like, Luther... I feel like Luther just wants to detach from all of this. He does. I don't know if it's because he's not emotionally dealing with the fact that his daughter is spending a year away from home. I don't know what his problem is, but he just doesn't want to deal with this season at all. And Nora is not letting the fact that they are skipping Christmas keep them from donating charitably. Nora also donates her time. Oh, yeah. We see her, like, handing out soup at a soup kitchen, Mm -hmm. and we also see her reading to sick little kids in the hospital, like, this woman, I, I love her. Yeah. She is doing what she can with her time and money. Nora's a good one. And Luther is just a complete drain. Well, I mean, I still think she's being dramatic about it. No, I mean, I kind of agree with you about that. I think Luther's awful. I wouldn't say he's awful. I mean, I don't know, man. He's he just, just literally wants to do what he wants in peace. I get and it. And these people won't let him. I get it, but, like, he's also kind of being a dick about it. So, they're packing up for the cruise. It's literally Christmas Eve. They're leaving tomorrow. Yeah. And the phone rings and it's Blair. Blair? Hi mommy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's mommy. How are you? Where are you? I'm in Miami and I'm coming home for Christmas.
0: What? Blair is, you guessed it, Coming home for Christmas, and it's like the definition of last minute. Oh no, yeah, Deus ex Blair. Yeah. Blair has been in Peru for, I think, four weeks. Yeah, something like six weeks. Six weeks. She already has an Enrique. (laughs) We have a Peruvian doctor coming home with Blair named Enrique. Enrique de Cardinal. He is very good looking. (laughs) He is. He's good looking. Like the movie, I feel like the movie blows by this explanation very quickly that they knew each other prior to going to Peru together? Yes, they did. They knew each other in the college. Yeah, and like now he... Because like they make it look like she's been there for four weeks and she's already been proposed to by a Peruvian doctor. No, they've known each other for quite some time. Yeah, they have not interrupted to tell her that they are on their way out for a cruise. And she's like, you are having the big party, right? Oh, and Jamie Curtis's know, <laughs> face. And like she goes... "When
2: um When do you land? When do you get in? Oh, we land at 8.03. Tonight... Yes, tonight, just in time for our big Christmas Eve party. You are having the party, aren't you, Mom?
0: And Luther's looking at her like, don't you fucking do it. <laughs> don't do it. And she goes, of course we are. Oh, Nora herself cannot believe she's saying it. Yeah. <laughs> like, her mouth is moving independently of her brain. She can't believe she's saying it. And Luther starts to silently devolve into nonsensical He's arm waving. so upset. Oh, I know. So, he, well, they were so close. And it, now it's all ruined. Oh, my God. Now it is all She's coming in tonight. It is good. At 8 o'clock. Yeah. They have about eight hours. They have eight hours to make, to literally perform a Christmas miracle. Like, there's no tree. There's no presents. There's no Frosty. There's no Christmas party. I love Nora. As soon as they hang up the phone, she's like, I need my vest. I need to put on my Christmas vest. I love it. And she goes, oh, come on. We're going to fix a whole bunch of her favorite shit. And he's like, And she's like, I got to go to the store. You got to put up Frosty and call a bunch of people and get a tree. Because everybody they know is going to be busy. Mm -hmm. So they have to, like, start scraping the bottom of the barrel for the guest list. So Wes Trogdon, who lives across the street uh, or somewhere down the block, they are leaving to go somewhere for the next day. Oh, God. uh, Go cross country or something. And And they're going to go see the in-laws. And he's like, well, since you're not going to be here on Christmas for your tree, can we borrow your tree? Can I borrow yours? Wes? Gotta
1: go. You're right there, dude. You want my tree? Yeah, and I can get it back in your house before you return. That's ridiculous. But I don't have a choice. Everyone else around here is gonna need their tree tonight and tomorrow. Serious, hunch? Dead serious.
0: He bribes this neighbor. To let him use his tree. Yeah. And Wes is like, just put it back before we get back. And like, he breaks up this little protest of kids on his front lawn yelling about Frosty again. He literally kidnaps Spike. He t- he kidnaps Frommire's kid! Who's the little uh, Malcolm in the Middle kid. Yeah. And he, like, he enlists the help of Spike to transport this tree across the street in, in a, a radio flyer. A little wagon! A little red wagon! I love it. They're in the house getting it loaded onto that wagon and there's this shattering noise. And He's Like Spike,
1: Spike, that's invaluable. Yeah, what's it say on there? Baby's first Christmas,
0: perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> and so, um, oh, man. ever the watchful neighborhood, Ned oh, Becker is literally has binoculars in his window. No, he is like doing the rear window thing. I think Ned's the neighborhood creep. Yeah, he's the Jimmy Stewart of this neighborhood. And he's he's looking into West Trogden's living room and sees two people stealing his tree. He calls the cops, the same cops who tried to sell them a calendar. So this is not going to go well. So Officer Cheech and Officer Whitey. They literally put Luther in the car before Spike finally. Yeah, Spike is the one that gets him out of trouble. Yeah, he's literally in the car before Spike goes, um, officers. Yeah. we like He let us in. Here's the key. Yeah. Spike. And I'm like, thank you, Spike. He goes, thank you, Spike. Meanwhile, at the market, Nora is in. In a full-on foot race with this other older lady. We need to get the last hickory honey ham. Yeah, it's Blair's favorite. We gotta have hickory honey ham. It's sounding like my favorite. Oh no, it does sound like something you enjoy. I love the idea of glazy sweet pork. Oh, gross. Ah, There's something pornographic about the way you said Ah. that. Stop!
1: The lazy sweet
0: pork. Stop it! There are shopping cart stunts. Jamie Lee Curtis landing on that woman's cart and going flying into that display.
2: Happy holidays
0: the away and like takes off like she's a batman villain. And so then Nora is defeated. She walks up front and there's somebody checking out with a hickory honey ham. She accosts this man. She loses her mind and goes, can I just love the, oh, 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 oh can I buy your ham? <laughs> she's offering to pay him double for this last ham. She has to bribe these people with a very large check. She literally goes, you know, it's never too late to start putting a little bit away for your child's college education. Nora! So she's walking, all happy, out of the market with the ham. Oh, it's in the bag. We're almost to the car. In very Chicago Christmas Home Alone fashion, the bag breaks. Oh, God, that ham goes rolling. And it goes all the way into the street where it is run over by a semi. The screaming. This is the sound of a mother losing her child. Oh, stop. <laughs> it is all very dramatic. Just imagine. Imagine the emotional roller coaster of the past few hours. You just dropped who knows how much on a check for this ham, and then it gets run over. So she comes scurrying back. Blair calls, and she's like, I'm in Atlanta. And she's like, Oh, you're getting. Closer and closer. Isn't that fun? (laughs) So now we really have to go into overtime. Nora runs out to get liquor, among other things, while Luther puts up Frosty. Mm -hmm. Nora runs into Austin Pendleton in the liquor store. He's a stranger. This guy goes, Hello, Nora. And she goes, Hi. And he he goes, He he doesn't introduce himself. No, he doesn't. She has no idea who he is the whole time. Like, he knows her. And he goes,
1: Big party tomorrow.
2: Oh, no, actually, it's tonight. My daughter's coming back from South America. And, uh, you know, we're just throwing her a little party. She's bringing her new boyfriend.
1: Blair.
0: (laughs) Yes. She's so desperate. She invites this complete stranger. Because everyone they know is busy. Yeah. And he goes, goes, well, yeah, sure. What time? And she's like, eight. And he goes, I'll be there at eight. And as he walks away, she just goes, who are you? Not a clue. Not a clue. (laughs) Meanwhile, Luther is struggling with an eight-foot-tall Frosty. Why would anyone make a tradition out of something so dangerous? I'll never know. I don't know. You need more than one man to do this. Like, you're trying to haul what is effectively a Michael (laughs) Jordan onto your roof. I wrote, Luther's trying to put up Frosty. That goes really well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God! Because, like... Frommeyer sees Luther's putting up his Frosty. Once again, he and the rest of the neighborhood start congregating on the lawn. They're about to watch him die, it feels like, because he's obviously struggling to get this thing upright. And I have a question for you. What is with Frosty's eyes lighting up? This thing's eyes are glowing red right before it tips over on him and pushes him off the roof. It's like, long live the king. Uh, Frosty falls off the roof and shatters. Shatters. That's it. Is gone. Ding dong, Frosty is dead. He can't hurt anybody anymore. No, he's dangling from the house tied up in rope now. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he, he He's fine. The fire department comes. They cut him down. We're in the back of a Ants, And Frommeyer's like, why were you putting up Frosty? And, and then Luther's like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> so Blair's coming home. And I just hate the way that he keeps announcing and repeating everything Luther says to the rest of everybody. Yeah, because he's the mouthpiece. Yeah. He's the neighborhood mouthpiece. He is the Lorax. He speaks for the block. I don't know what makes Vic do this. He just leaps into action. He rouses, rouses. He enlists the entire neighborhood to literally perform a Christmas miracle and put on this party for Blair. Just deputizing neighbors, giving them jobs. And I love how he's like, we're not doing this for you. We're doing it for blair
1: blair who used to babysit all your kids blair comes home every summer and makes us all feel like family yes that's right why should the daughter pay for the sins of the father okay now if we even have a hope of pulling this off you gotta scatter get home Grab a change of clothes. Grab all the food you can
0: and get over here in half an hour. Yeah, I've said a lot of unflattering things about these people, but they all do get their rears in gear. They send Officer Cheech and Officer Whitey to pick up Enrique and Blair from the airport. I have questions about this. What? Is that a good use of uh, tax dollars? That's what my question is. He goes, can we do that? (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think we can do that, sir. And Vic literally just glares them down and is like...
1: Shall I call the chief? We, we could do that.
0: <laughs> Vic is powerful. Apparently. I'm afraid of Vic. Also, they body this hardcore. Oh, no. Everybody is bringing everything they got to the crank house. They got food. They got Christmas decorations. We are just dousing the house in Christmas. Okay, so the guy from the liquor store comes in with a hickory honey ham. Yeah, Austin Pendleton. And he goes, hey,
1: Father of it's so nice to see you again. Thank you. I don't know who he, is. he brings ham. Oh. No one knows who
0: this guy is. Luther's just staring at Zabriskie, and Zabriskie goes, "I don't know who he is." No, like... no one will <laughs> ask him what his name is. They're all too embarrassed because he seems like he knows everybody. But it doesn't matter because he brings ham. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's got an extra ham and toe. He brings ham. Can we skip the criminal? Oh no, guys! This whole thing, because like they arrived like fifty-five minutes earlier than what they were supposed to. Yeah, Blair and Enrique are almost there, and so they need time. And so, um, I guess Spike has a police monitor. It's a ham radio. Or whatever. And is like, he communicates with the cops. Yeah, he's like, Officer Fromeyer here. And Officer G is like, dude, Spike, stay off of this frequency. <laughs> and he goes, we need more time. You need to stall. And so, yeah, they go and they, like... They pick them up from the airport and there's this whole subplot where they pretend to go check out some disturbance. For time. And they accidentally stumble upon a burglary. Yeah, and so they ended up arresting this guy and putting them in the back of the car with Enrique and Blair. They go to the party! They don't take that guy to the station! Like, this is absolutely a failure of law enforcement. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's a whole subplot about that. We don't really want to get into it. Yeah, I don't... I, and I, we're not going to talk about the criminal anymore because... He literally doesn't matter. Yeah, it eventually comes to nothing. Yeah. From I one to From I two, the eagle has landed. Roger. Ned, they're here. I'm not finished. Hide. This is my favorite Christmas song. Yes, this is magical. They, this whole neighborhood gets everything together right as Blair comes right around the corner in the cop car. Yeah, and it almost makes me cry her I saying hi to everybody and like the huge welcome she gets at the house. And I'm like, damn, this community done pulled together for huh? this white lady. They did. <laughs> they absolutely did. She's blessed. She's very loved. She really is. Like the guy that no one knows his name, we find out his name is Marty. He introduces himself to Enrique as Marty. I'm Marty. And he goes, oh, Marty, you know, Marty. Like, No, no one knows Marty. No one knows who Marty is. The party goes really well. Singing and food, and we've got Dan Aykroyd on the squeeze box. Yes. What is that called? The accordion? The accordion, yes. <laughs> I think he can can actually play that. We come to a lull where we all say nice things. Luther doesn't want to say nice things. Yeah, like everybody's toasting and being very nice. Enrique says lovely things about feeling welcome. Mm -hmm. And like everybody, when he's done, is expecting Luther to say something nice. But Nora has to nut up for him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's the one who has to get up and say thank you.
2: You really have shown us the true meaning of community. And thank you all so much.
1: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Same goes for me double.
0: He has no feelings for these people right now. He really doesn't. and Because they've been harassing him for six weeks. (laughs) I kind of get it. I kind of get it. And now the exact thing is happening that he legit just did not want to happen. Well, I hate to get biblical on you, but when the time came, they turned the other cheek. They did. They didn't. They really did. They They got in there and they helped him. Luther still wants his cruise. Yeah, he still thinks that they can leave tomorrow morning. They're in the kitchen and Nora's
2: like, really, Luther? Everyone out there sacrificed their Christmas Eve to help us. I thought maybe that might affect you. Maybe have you start thinking about putting others first instead of yourself. But I really don't think that's possible.
0: It's a shame. Yeah, like, oh, I love Nora's mad. Jamie Lee Curtis is got her best mom voice on. Like this is I can hear it. I This is just what she sounds like in Freaky Friday. Like she's got her best mom voice on. I would have thought. That would have mattered to you a little. Like, oh, she's so disappointed. So she stalks out on him. She's like, I can't even look at you right now. Yeah, she goes, so now we feel bad. Oh, yeah. We're in the doghouse that guilt built. Walt and Bev Sheel have not joined the crank Christmas party. They're having dinner alone together. Also, we forgot to mention, Bev Sheel has the cancer and she has it bad. She's had it before, but it's come back. And it's come back really, really bad. And it it might be her very last Christmas. Mm -hmm. So they're spending it together as opposed to across the street in a noisy party. Luther goes outside and has a Christmas moment in the street where the snow's just coming down and everything's nice he looks in the window and he sees all of his people all uh-huh. his his wife and his daughter and all of his friends he's got everything he needs yeah he doesn't need to go on this stupid cruise and after he has this nice christmas moment which is the only way i can describe it in the street no he's just standing in the street the music is very slow and lovely and his heart is growing three sizes and so he goes over to the shield's And offers them the cruise. Offers for them to take it. As a gift.
1: Look, I've got everything right here. I've got airline tickets. I've got cruise passes. I've got a brochure. Uh, What's the cost? If we decide to go, we'd want to reimburse you. This is a simple gift, Walt. No costs. No payback. Don't make it complicated.
0: Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, we we can reimburse you. And he's like, this is just an honest-to-God gift. Please take it. Please take it. I feel awful. I've been an absolute dick. Please take it. Yes. Like, I just... I, he is, in this moment, being very earnest. Like, it's the most earnest that Tim Allen gets. And it's like, not only does he offer to give them the cruise but he offers to watch the horrible cat yeah while they're gone how nice i get i just so i guess good job luther we go back across the street it's begun to snow this guy dressed as santa claus the same santa claus guy with the umbrellas comes up to him and goes you need an umbrella Oh my god And he's looking at him and he goes, Marty And it's the guy Nora found in the liquor store Yeah He was also the umbrella guy from the beginning I just think that that is way too little payoff Who <laughs> knew that Santa Claus's street name was Marty?
1: You're the guy that was selling umbrellas in the rain, aren't you? It's a living I mean, I meet a lot of nice people this way You know, I gotta run because I can't pass up this kind of weather It's always good for business Thank you for the party Hey, you're welcome I'm sorry you gotta work on Christmas Eve Santa always has to work on Christmas Eve.
0: He is really Santa Claus, though.
1: Guys, he's actually Santa Claus. No,
0: this is not just a guy dressed as Santa. He He literally drives this, like... It's a VW. And, like, literally... Oh, my God. Hold on. Nora comes outside and is like, hey, you did the right thing. Bev just called me. Thanks for not being a total dick here at the very end. Yeah, no. (laughs) Thank you for actually being a good person. And he goes, they hug and they're looking at everybody inside and he goes.
1: Skipping Christmas. What a stupid idea.
0: Maybe next year. pan out and you can literally see the VW being pulled by reindeer in the sky it was le- it was actually Santa Claus guys it was Austin Pendleton all the time he was always Santa Ugh. he's always been here it's he- why he knows who everybody is he sang a Spanish Christmas song earlier yeah I love him uh. Okay, guys, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't have anything heartfelt to say listen, about I, this stupid movie? I get, I get what the point of the movie is. It's like, listen, no matter how hard you try, you can't escape Christmas. It it is pervasive and oversaturated, and like, like it makes me mad. I feel like they should have been able to just take this cruise in peace, but then there would be no conflict and there'd be no plot. I know, like <laughs> it's almost like we didn't need this movie. sorry Okay. okay Like, I get it. No, this movie just annoys me. Yeah, These are not real problems. You, Basically. You know what I'm saying? Th- this is conflict, but these are not real problems. I mean, th- they might be. Like, <laughs> I don't want to entirely invalidate that, but, like, at the same time. Well, like, I mean, like, here, the bottom line is, however you want to celebrate the holiday season is your business and no one else's. Yeah. I mean, I think this year's a little bit of an exception. Like, stay inside and have a Zoom Christmas. This movie legit should have been called Harassment of the Cranks. No, it should have. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) Just leave them be. It's none of your business. Like, Yeah, and and I guess that is something we want everyone to take away. If you have Christmas traditions, have them. Don't force them on everybody. The way they do come through for them in the end is nice. It is nice. That is the positive part of knowing your neighbors. I just, guys, you don't always get that lucky. You just don't always get that lucky with your neighbors. You just don't. This movie just exhausts me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an exhausting way to start out the holiday season. <laughs> oh my god! Holy crap! Oh, we gotta get going. We do because they're gonna run out of hickory honey ham. Oh my god! Let's actually get one. Oh my god! You want to have ham? A little glaze. Ah, oh, stop! Okay, guys, stop. <laughs> guys, it's it, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Like I no. said, like I've told you before, we record two weeks in advance of the show publishing. But you're gonna be missing some ham this year. Oh, I am. I am. All right, guys, and a very happy holidays to everyone listening. We hope that your season is at least tolerable. We know that it's really hard and really rough right now, but, you know, guys, in 70 some odd days, we'll have a new government. Yes, we will. And uh, I think that we should look forward to that and try to remain hopeful. We don't know what the Cheeto hump and fuck nuggets (laughs) ...are going to bring on us in the next, you know, two months... ...but we're going to get through it, we're going to get there and no matter what anyone says, Joe Biden won the election. So happy holidays to everyone. Yeah. Welcome to the holiday season. We've got some We've got some good choices coming up for you this Christmas season, don't we? Yes, we do. We're going to give you some good shows these last couple of weeks because in the month of January, we're taking some time off. We are. We are. We're going to take a we're, we took a hiatus last year, so we're going to take a, a little hiatus for the new year as well. We need a break. We do. We do. And And so, this next week, guys, we are going to be uh, dusting off an old holiday favorite. Guys, I was, guys, I wanted to do this last Christmas, but I'm so happy we're doing it this Christmas. Guys, next week, we will be doing the 2004 Christmas Classic. The Polar Express. The magic. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, you remember that book? Snow the magic down on me. Like, I am ready. This movie really gets me in the spirit. I it's it's a good one. It's a good and it definitely gets you excited about the season. In the meantime, you can go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kicking and streaming podcast at gmail.com. That's with an an, not an ampersand. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, guys. We want everyone to be able to snuggle up this holiday season and join this watch party. All right. Let's go make some cocoa. It's chilly. Oh, it is. It is rather cold. Yeah, let's go have some. (laughs) You know, it was 68 degrees yesterday. I know. What the hell, Indiana? (laughs) Shout out to all the Hoosiers suffering a Midwestern American (laughs) winter with us right now. Yep, our weather has manic highs and depressive lows. To everyone in Canada, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, y'all are some real mofos. And I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you just freeze. May God be with you this holiday (laughs) season. More quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry mom. Sorry, mom. Got
1: the news. Got the news.